0: Hello everyone. Welcome to the Spill Tea. I'm your host Emmy Morgan. Um, sorry, I just saw something. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm going to talk about that later. I have a lot to cover today. I'm probably going to be hosting it alone, but that's fine. Oh my goodness gracious. Um, sorry. I just. Whew. Um, wait till I tell you the story. Oh my Lanta. Um. So, uh, let's get started. Um, I want to first talk about a couple of things. In a week, this country has changed even more than last week. Um, it's crazy, um, So one thing that's going to be changing, sorry if I'm a little distracted. I'm still, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. Okay. So one thing that's changing is we're becoming more racially sensitive than ever. What I mean by that is we're finally taking into account other races other than just white America. Nobody is saying get rid of white America. Nobody is saying anti-white America. Nobody is saying uh, we hate all white people. What we're saying is America, as it, the United States as it is now, was built off the back of slaves, of, of Native Americans. If you don't know your history, let me just give you a quick. Um, rundown of American history. Maybe you do, maybe you don't, but I'll just give you a quick rundown. Native Americans were in North America. Excuse me. When I mean Native Americans, I mean um, what people would refer to as Western Indians, like um, Native Americans with chief. You know, they have names like running bull. Native Americans. Okay, they lived off the land. They fed, you know, um, off the animals. Uh, they were native here. They were living peacefully here. A fraction of English people did not approve of the, the way the government was run in England, so they came over here. White people. When they got here, they fought. Native Americans. They stole land. They fought. And then what they did was they said, okay, we're going to stop fighting. We're going to come to an accord. Will you give us land if we stop pillaging you, basically? Indians could have fought them tooth and nail because they had the numbers. But they decided, all right, you keep that land. We'll stick to us. Leave us alone. Um, seeing all it took to build this new country, they decided to do thirteen, the, the thirteen colonies with the thirteen different states. But they didn't want to do the manual labor. In England, they were used. They were used to not doing manual labor. They had serpents. So what are they going to do? So they go to West Africa, take people from their villages. Not only do they take them, but some of the chiefs sell these people, sell them. So now you have slaves. They take these slaves over from West Africa. These were peaceful people, uh, kings and queens, sometimes, you know, they're going to pay the the king, the chief over there for people in his village. Sometimes they would take the chief too because why, why the fuck not? Why, why give him money? Keep that money and take the chief. He, he can lead these people and do, do their bidding. So these slaves are coming over. They're doing the manual labor for these people. And over in, so the Native Americans were then in the Midwest, upper West Coast. Meanwhile, the West Coast in Texas and Nevada to, to a degree were occupied by Mexicans, Spanish people. Um, Spanish people did the same thing, you know, they they went from Spain to Mexico and they established Mexico or whatever, um, I think. No, I don't want to speak on that. I'm just going to say Mexicans occupied Mexico and part of California, well, all of California and part of, or all of Texas. So Mexicans are there. Um, At some point, Mexicans are pushed down, down to Mexico. Their land is sold. Um, Native Americans slowly get pushed out even further. And it becomes more and more white as the 13 columns expand west. Of course, then we become, you know, the United States of America. And um, the reason why I bring this up is because you racist white people have this saying that you say to people who don't look like you. And you say, go back to where you came from. Let me tell you something, racist white people Africans, this country, for you. We will go back to Africa and we'll take every fucking thing that we built with us. How about that? Because they required more slaves the more they expanded. So they had to go back to Africa and get more slaves. And don't ever tell a Mexican to go back to where they came from because that would be California and that would be Texas, bitch. And don't ever tell a Native American to go back to where they came from because guess what? This is where they came from. How about you go back to where you fucking came from? Most of the people supporting Trump, most of the white nationalists, most of the KKK, they are from Germany. This is hilarious to see that happen when they say stuff like, oh, we want a pure America. Uh, sweetie, it didn't work out for you in Germany. Why do you think it's going to work out here? And a lot of people are getting fired. A lot of people are getting canceled because they're letting their racism show. I'm sorry. If I was a racist, I'd be a closet racist. I Mm -hmm. seriously would be. I would be a closet racist because when you expose your racism in today's society, you lose your job, you lose your friends, you lose probably your family. The reason why I say this is right now, we had Black Lives Matter going on. And I don't want to talk about him, but I'm going to talk about him. Bachelor Nation has this guy who's pretty problematic. His name is Garrett. I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. I don't even care. Um, starts with a Y. He was on Becca's season. So I think season, I want to say... Well, The Bachelorette, um, when he won, it was discovered that he liked a couple of transphobic posts on Twitter. He apologized. Oh, I'm sorry. I was like, nope, cancel him. I, I don't have time to forgive people that do this shit. And you know what, racist people, if you're going to show your ass on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, fine, be as racist as you want. But when you get motherfucking canceled because people can't stand working with a racist, like Craig Gore from... Law & Order SBU. He was a writer for Law & Order SBU. He was, write- was going to be a writer on Chris Maloney's new season of Law & Order. He's a writer on Chicago PD. He said, if these motherfucking looters come to my property, I will fucking burn them. Now you burnt. Dick Wolf was like, I'm not having it. He's done. fired him on the spot. So my point is Don't come out with your racism. And then when it's exposed, two seconds later, apologize. Oh, I'm sorry. You ain't sorry. You're sorry you got caught. You're sorry your life isn't shambled. And the reason why I'm okay with canceling somebody like that is because I don't want someone who's racist writing a storyline, because you're always going to see them negatively. I don't want someone who's racist being a realtor, because they're going to overcharge the people of color. I don't want somebody who's racist making my food at a restaurant, because they might spit in it or do something worse. So you may have had your time. You may have seen your grandparents and your parents be openly racist, and it was okay, and they split not today, folks. Speaking of Hollywood, I know I'm jumping to topics fast, but um Sleepy Hollow had some tea go on. Oh, Lord, apparently star of the show, Nicole Bahari, who was amazing on that show, was deemed crazy by the third season. And she was written off. She killed. And I used to love that show. In fact, I might—I was thinking about going to finish watching it because I stopped at one point watching it. Um, what happened was I only recently went back to Hulu a few years ago. Um, Back in 2014, when I moved back to Boston, from 2014 to 2017, I had cable. And I only got back to Hulu in 2017 when I moved to a different um, apartment that didn't have cable. So I was like, oh, I'll just pay for Hulu. So I stopped watching um, Sleepy Hollow, but I forgot where I left off. So I'll probably have to watch a season, a whole season that I've already seen. Um, But I loved that show. And I had heard she was off the show and I was like, oh, that sucks. How's it going to... She's the main character. Turns out, She was treated horribly behind the scenes. Um, She wouldn't name names, and nobody on Twitter would name names, but I went down a rabbit hole and found out there was one black writer in the writer's room, and that writer was specifically told, the writer came out and said this on Twitter, specifically told, you're here to make Nicole feel comfortable, but then was told that she's crazy, which the writer said she's not crazy. Um, wow. Wow. That, that's nuts. I feel some kind of way because the person who heads that show is somebody I admire, Lynn Wiseman. Did he know that this was going Um, I would hate to find out he's a racist. I would hate that. I'm going to do some digging, but I would hate it. Because I have, I admire him. As a director, as a producer, as a creator, I would be really upset. And I'll have to give you an update on the next show. Um, drag rightly so, Chris DeIra, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, he's been accused of contacting girls underage. So here's the weird part. They're saying that he contacted them, but every time you see a screenshot of his age, of him talking to these girls and finding out they're young, the communication stops. So, yeah, there's pictures sent back and forth between them. But I haven't heard, like, they met up with him or anything like that. So it's weird that he's being canceled and called a pedophile when he hasn't done anything. He's tried to groom them, but I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I'm, like, totally missing something. I don't I didn't see a story where he met up with someone. I see stories where he's wanted to meet up, but the girls had said no. And one girl said she was 20 and lied, but I don't think she met up with him. So I'm confused about that. There was a story, though, with Ansel Elgort. This is disturbing. This girl went into detail. Now, I don't know if this is true or not. I don't. I'm just going by what she put out there and the pictures that corroborate her story. Um, Allegedly, I'll say that, allegedly he raped her. He forcibly had sex with her. She didn't say no, but there's a picture where she said that she's crying and he still took the picture anyway. And you can see her putting her hand over her face, like covering it, and she's making a weird expression. And he's just, like, looking in the camera like, yo. That shocked me because I had just seen his movie, Billionaire Boys Club, on Instagram, like, a couple of days before. So it was weird hearing, uh, reading that story. Um, good movie, by the way. It's about a Ponzi scheme. Um, Yeah, so, whew, it's just alarming. Like I said, who's next? Who next is going to be exposed as a total and utter predator? Like, sexual deviant. I'm, like, nervous. So nervous. Um, wow. Um... Yeah, so this is a new day, as I said, starting the show. And with that, we are making some changes. People want to get Juneteenth as a national holiday. I'm totally and utterly okay with that. What Juneteenth is, for people that don't know, is that in 1863, slavery, January 1st, 1863, Abraham Lincoln abolished slavery completely. He just said, you know, slavery is against the law. It wasn't until June 19th, 1865, that word got back to the South specifically Texas. Galveston, Texas, where the slaves were told, We are free, we can leave. When they found that out, they finally left. Now of course there was still slavery after that. But officially one hundred percent I do yeah officially 100% slavery was done then. So they legally had to, at any time that there was slavery, it was then illegal from that point on. Um, Slavery still continued, let's just be completely honest, but it was illegal back then. After that date, as of June 20th, 1865, it was illegal. And there, was no, there, there shouldn't have been anymore, but obviously we all know there still was. Um, there was no more slave trading openly. There was no more going to Africa openly and having slave ships. All of that was then done under the radar. But So people want that to be a federal holiday where we have it off and take away Columbus Day. Because Christopher Columbus was a slave owner himself. And he did not discover America. America was already here. Like I told you before, it was here occupied by Native Americans and Mexicans. um, I'm for it. It means we have a, a day off in June, which would be amazing. It means we're celebrating Black history, which is amazing. And I know people say, oh, you have Black History Month. Well, we only have Black History Month because Black History isn't being celebrated throughout the year. Maybe we get Black History in curriculums across America. I still feel like we should keep Black History Month no matter what. But having... People learn about who Harriet Tubman is, um, who Martin Luther King Jr. is, who Rosa Parks is, that isn't enough. You don't even know Rosa Parks' story. The reason why she sat on that bus, let me just give you a backstory. In Louisiana, there was a woman named Racy, um, Racy Taylor. Racy was a black woman, she had a daughter, single. And she was outside after church walking home by herself. We don't know why she was walking by herself. Earlier, before she got out of church, seven men tried to take the daughters of this couple, this black couple. They weren't having it. They beat the snot out of those guys and they left. But those guys drove by Racy, saw her walking, doubled back, and chased her down in the woods. She had remembered she was told, If you're ever chased by a white man, do what they say. If you run, they're gonna shoot you in the back. So unfortunately she did what they said. Seven men raped this woman. She was compliant, and they took that as consenting. She wanted it over with, and when they left, her sister said something. Those guys did something inside of her because she was never able to have another child ever again. The guys were arrested. All seven of them. They confessed. They said they used rubbers, and you know everything was cool. And she was consenting. She didn't. She didn't say no. She didn't. Um, you know, when we asked her, "Are you ready for the next one?" because we gave her breaks, she said yes. So she she was consenting. No, she was agreeing because she was scared for her fucking life. But that's another story. These men openly in court admitted what happened, admitted the order of men that it happened in, and they were not charged. Racy's daughter ended up dying tragically, and then Racy died herself in 2017. In 2000, right before she died in 2011, they apologized to her. The state of Louisiana apologized to Aiken, and they gave her—I forgot what they gave. I'm sorry, Alabama, not Louisiana. I apologize. The state of Alabama um, apologized to her, and. She was not the only one, not even close. She was not the only black woman that had ever experienced it. She was one of many black women. But the thing is, the reason why black women don't speak up when they were raped by these white men is because they didn't think anything would come of it. They didn't think the men would be prosecuted. They didn't think anything. One of those women was Rosa Parks? Racy had said I was raped by these men, and it got all the way to Rosa Parks in the NAACP. She went down as the secretary to get notes and, and and form a case. When the sheriff found out she was down there, he said, "You can't be here. You gotta leave." So she left, but she came back. He found out. He dragged her out. Onto the ground. And if you come back here, I'm going to arrest you. She said, okay. Little known fact about Rosa Parks is she herself was assaulted. So that, and she couldn't say anything. So that's why when she got on the bus and she had to offer her seat to a white man, she was just like, fuck no. You white men have taken body, my mind, and now you want to take my fucking seat? No. She said no. That's why she did it. She didn't care about being arrested. She was a nonviolent arrest. She didn't care. But she said, that's it. No more. I'm done. I don't blame her. That was her breaking point. The reason why I mentioned Racy Taylor is because people don't know about her. People don't know about Henrietta Lacks. People don't know about um, what happened in Selma. Not just black people don't know either, white people don't know. The more we learn about history, all American history, the better off we're all going to be. Um, Yeah. I just I really truly think that we need to incorporate Black history, Native American history, um, Asian history, and I mean, when you say social studies, you think you're going to get a broad overview of what's going on. And and each grade can have something different. So one grade talks about an overview of all the races. Another grade goes into a little bit more depth. Another grade in a little bit more depth. And so on and so forth until... You start talking, and as a senior, in social studies, you start talking about the black women that were raped, and it wasn't reported. You can talk about that with 18-year-olds. So, yeah, that's, that's my personal opinion, but um, there are also white people that I don't didn't know about. Include LGBT. Dean Jorgensen was the first trans woman that publicly came out and said, "You know, hey, I've got the operation, I'm I'm good." And she was monumental. She brought glamour and and a, an, an air of sophistication to being trans, where we were always. And we, all, we still are relegated to being looked at as simply sex workers, simply removed from our family, simply having, excuse me, no friends. That's not all of us. That's some of us. We are so much more than that. And we're not a joke. And if you watch the film Disclosure, it's a documentary produced by Laverne Cox. It's on Netflix. How to find it? This is amazing. If you go to the Black Lives Matter collection on Netflix, Disclosure is in there. Why that's a big deal is because as a black trans woman, so often I hear about cisgender problems in the black community, I never hear people elevate the transgender black problem at all, never. So lately I've been hearing people that are cisgender talk about us and it's comforting. It's like finally, during Pride Month, we get our recognition. And it feels great. It feels great to be included in the conversation now. People are saying all black lives matter. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you for including us. And it's not just black men. It's white men. It's Hispanic. Like, I am so shocked at how far we've come. We still have a long way to go. But gosh, the baby steps we've made are amazing. Um, yeah, I'm... Watch Disclosure. So good. So, so, so good. And you... I'm not trying to be overly sensitive, but when you look at the different movies that you grew up with, like Eight Ventura, Pet Detective, like Soakish, trans people were being made fun of. And at first, we all went along with it. But now it's like, as an adult, Knowing the issues that trans people see, mm, not so funny anymore. kind of sad. Um, oh, another thing I want to talk about. I know people are like, why are you so upset over syrup? Why are you so upset over rice? Let me tell you something. Aunt Jemima and Mrs. Butterworth. If you put the color back on those two bottles, they're what we call a Mamie archetype. What a Mamie archetype is, is Mamie comes from Gone with the Wind, played by Patty McDaniel. The sassy, tough talking slave who takes no guts from anybody but she's still a slave and she's not going anywhere when, let me just give you a little I, I know that you're probably thinking to yourself there was nothing bad about Addie McDaniel she won an Oscar let me tell you something Addie McDaniel won that Oscar because she was fucking brilliant as maybe she was brilliant she was written as a slave to Scarlett O'Hara but she elevated it and she delivered her lines differently. She gave facial expressions so they gave her the answer. What you don't know and what you assume is that when she went to the hotel to check in because she was from out of town, one of the producers had to call the hotel and say, I know this is a whites-only hotel, but could you, as a favor to me, let her stay there? And when she got to the Oscar ceremony, even though she was in the category, she had to sit in a balcony seat, and they brought her down when her category was called. And then after she got her award, she was shut off. After she won the Oscar, black people felt she elevated a stereotype of black people so they didn't approve of her. White people only saw her as a maid, so she got typecast. She ended up losing the Oscar somehow, I think they found it. She asked, begged to be, when she died, to be buried at the Hollywood Cemetery with all the other celebrities. They said, no, black people don't get buried there. She ends up getting dying and getting buried somewhere else. They finally, after years, moved her to the Hollywood Cemetery. So never ever ever, say, had McDaniel's won an Oscar that was good for your people. No, it wasn't. In fact, maybe she shouldn't have won because it did, it did nothing for her good. I'm glad she did though, because when the next per when the next actress won, it wasn't jarring. It wasn't like, oh my God, this is so crazy. This never happened before. It took the shock out of it. So, that's a quick story on Hattie McDaniel. And just to let you all know, when I spill some facts to you, I'm trying to educate because I want you to be able to have a conversation with someone else and know the facts. I did my research just like. You could do it, too. I do have some friends that, you know, hey, can you give me an overview of what this situation is? I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that. They know I'm into pop culture. They know I'm always researching things. They know I do this podcast. So they're constantly like, hey, this happened. What What is Juneteenth? Can you tell me? Sure. I'll tell you. Um. So anyway, when we call, all right, let's get real. When slavery was around, there were two types of, quote, Negroes. There was the field Negro and there was the house Negro. The house Negro only worked inside the house with the maid, Was the best friend. Um, some of the black women took care of, the children and even breastfed them. The white children breastfed them. Yes. Um, raised the kids, did the cooking, the cleaning. Sometimes it was the mistress for the husband. The field Negroes picked all the cotton, picked all the vegetables, planted all the crops, tended to the chickens, tended to the the outside of the house. You know, made it pretty field, in the field, basically. I don't approve of name-calling when, when it's racial, especially when it's between races, but inside the black community, we call black women who cater to white people and tap dance to them. And we say tap dance because... Um, Whenever someone says, oh, um, you're a singer, sing for me, that's called tap dancing. You're being put on the spot and you do it because you want to please the other person. So that's the term we use, tap dancing. Um, We call women that tap dance for the white people anti Don't know where the name came from, but a perfect example of an anti-mom today would be Candace Owens. She says racial things that, and I spoke about it last Sunday. She she says racial things against black people. So I have no time for her. I've never in my life called her an Aunt Jemima. Not in my head, not publicly, no. The male version of that is an Uncle Tom. And the reason why Aunt Jemima and Mrs. Butterworth are many characters is if you put color, because when they first started off, they were jars with color, and it was a black woman with dark skin, big lips, a hairnet, um, an apron, and a plain dress, colonial dress with an apron, a checkered apron. That's mainly. Not all black women look like that, so they stripped the color off of both of them, and it's just plain glass, but... They represent a racist stereotype. So that's why those two are canceled. Uncle Ben, if you look at the face of Uncle Ben and you Google Uncle Tom, they're exactly the same. Dark man, older, bald on top, hair on the side that's white. Literally the same thing. So that's why Uncle Ben's being discontinued. They're going to come back with different names and different mark, packaging and marketing, but be the same products. Unlike Lady Antebellum, who I think it's atrocious what they did. Instead of saying, we're going to go by a totally different name they're saying we're going to go by Lady A. You're taking antebellum means the time in American history where slavery was um, okay is not the word, legal, where slavery was legal. All these years now, and they decided on their own, they're just going to go to Lady A. The A still stands for antebellum, though, guys. Change your fucking name completely. Take out the antebellum part. Do something else. But going from Lady Antebellum to Lady A, thats that doesn't... You're still Lady Antebellum. You're just going by the A of antebellum. Like, um... Other things that are being canceled... The show, Cops, which I find dumb because that show is not racist to me. It mostly shows white people being arrested and detained and all that stuff. I mean, the last I checked it was, I haven't checked into it in a long time, but I don't know. I'm trying to think what other show. They're looking at Law & Order SVU, which... Do not touch that show. Oh, I don't want to hurt someone. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm totally okay with people finally being racially sensitive. And I don't care if people say, oh, it's too sensitive nowadays, you can't say anything. No, 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 no. These have been things we've been saying for decades. We stopped talking about it because no one was listening. They're, they're considering changing the name of Columbia University because it's named after Christopher Columbus. Same with um, Berkeley and Yale because they were named after the last name of two slave owners. I'm totally okay with all of these things changing. Totally okay with being in a, in a country where it's racially sensitive, I'm okay with that. Do more. Do more of that. That's my feeling. Um, yeah. So before I let you guys go for the day, um, my shout-out goes to Kendrick Sampson. He plays Nathan on Insecure. He is one of the first black cisgender met, hetero men who posted about trans women, black trans women. Thank you so much. He even did a video. Uh, if you go to his Instagram, he even says, All Black Lives Matter. That includes trans I was like yes brother oh I I'm so happy we are finally in the conversation. It took a bit, but we're here. Thank you, Kendrick. And you know it's funny because I do see white actors posting and whatnot about Black Lives Matter and I love it. Thank you so much for doing that. But then I see black men and then you hear the the behind the scenes like like John Boldega from Star Wars, he's nervous that his activism with Black Lives Matter will limit his jobs going forward. What his white counterparts have no repercussions, why would he? Because he's black, like no, we need to no. <laughs> that, not today, Satan. That that does no. That's not gonna fly. That's not gonna fly. Um, but yeah, thank you, Kendrick. I appreciate you. Um, and I'm supporting you now. Oh, I wanted to say before I go, uh, give my Eva Mendes moment. So, Donald Trump got. Played, y'all. Played. He had his re-election rally. Um, I think it was on Saturday. He wanted to have it on June, Juneteenth because he's an asshole. Um, P.S., he's had a wicked bad week last week. Um, Monday, he tried to block... Not block. He tried to make it legal to... Fire a LGBTQ worker if they come out. The Supreme Court said no, you can't do that. That's illegal. He then tried to um, uphold DACA. That wasn't done. that was said. You know, no, no. And for people that don't know, DACA are immigrant children born here they're able to stay here. Um, There's still some other things they need to do in order to um, fully complete it I'm told but so far right now in this space they're good for now. They're they're okay for now. Um, He tried to fire the New York um attorney general that's investigating him. So the New York Attorney General wants to um wants him to show his tax returns, wants him to just man up, basically. And he's he tried to fire him and the guy's like, I'm not going anywhere. So that's a no. And yeah, that was kind of funny. Uh, imagine trying to fire someone and they're like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Sorry, I have to giggle. Um, he did something else. Let me, oh, shoot. Um, One more thing that happened to him. Hold on. I'm trying to get it. It's just like he had such a bad week, yo. He had such a bad week. And it was so bad. He was like, oh, there it is, there it is, there it is. (laughs) It was so bad that he tweeted, I don't think the Supreme Court likes me. It was so funny. Um, So, like I said, Monday, he tried to make it legal for LGBTQ Americans to get fired from our jobs but the Supreme Court said no. Thursday, he tried to block DACA, which the Supreme Court told him to move out the way. Friday, he tried to fire the New York Attorney General who's investigating him, and he said no. And Saturday, he tried to block the release of a tell-all book exposing him and the federal court said, nope, can't block it. I tweeted out a, um, a, a picture of the collage. Um, he, in August 9th, 2014, said, we need a president who isn't a laughing stock to the entire world. We need a truly great leader, a genius at strategy and winning respect. That was, again, August 9th, 2014. All of this happened, and on June 18, 2020, he said, do you get the impression that the Supreme Court doesn't like me? (laughs) It gets better. When he was holding his rally for re-election, he was bragging about, we sold it, we got a million people coming. They were free, mind you. All you had to do was check in and register that you were going. Oh, we got a million people coming! About oh, 60 either oh, how many people showed up? I should, I'm sorry. I should have done some research before I uh, <laughs> came on the air. I'm sorry. I do apologize. Um, I think it's about. 6,000 or six, I, I don't remember. Point is, they panned around the rally and there were so many empty seats. So many empty seats were there. It was like unbelievable. It was the worst turnout pretty much in history of a rally, of a reelection rally. Like, just empty seats, non-stop. And he basically, for most of the time he was there, was talking about why he was walking down a ramp slow. Um, he didn't get into what he politically was going to do, literally. He just busted. It was just a bust. Um people were upset too because there were black and brown people there unfortunately and nobody was wearing masks it was it was sad it was a sad show There were um, expected to be 100,000 people there. He said that there were a million. And 20,000 of those seats were empty. Reason being, he had called this virus the Chinese virus. So K-pop stars, because when you call something a Chinese virus, people don't know, looking at an Asian person, if this person is Vietnamese, Korean, Filipino, from Singapore, Chinese, Malaysian, they don't know what you are as an Asian person. So if you are told that this is a Chinese virus and you see a person who's Asian, you're going to assume they're, they're Chinese. They've been attacked. They've been um, assaulted. They've been verbally attacked. And K-pop star fans were like, you know what? We're going to get you. It was K-pop grandma who started it. Or I'm sorry, TikTok grandma started this. She said, you know that you can buy or reserve tickets for Trump's rally? So the K-pop stars went into action. Again, it was free. They reserved their seats and they did not show up. He got played by K-pop theme. That is hilarious. And it just further proves the point. When we rally together, we can do fucking anything. I love that. But, okay, for my Eva Mendez moment before I sign off, um, over the years, I've talked to different celebrities. One of my favorite celebrities, the first celebrity that I talked to, was Stuart Reardon. He's a a former rugby player, and I absolutely loved him. He was just always nice, respectful, but I've lost touch with him over the years. And I was able to talk to him again. I was just like, oh, he's still amazingly nice, so funny, so sweet. And it was just nice being able to just chat with him and catch up, so, yeah, big dude. But that's all I have. Um, thank you again for listening. I appreciate you, always. Um, the number's going up for listeners, so that's great. Tell your friends, tell your family, listen. You're in quarantine, got nothing else to do. Next time you're cooking or... um need some background noise go ahead put this podcast on (laughs) thank you so much again again for listening guys you guys are so amazing and i will talk to you all next week bye everyone still thirsty for more tea follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at the spilled tea pc thank you for listening to this episode of the spilled tea